0: i am doing incredible let me just say this has been i have been so excited all day we were just talking how i just got home from work and this is like an interview like a year in the making because i started your last season and we didn't get a chance to speak and so i've been looking forward to this man we got a lot to chat about but how are you feeling after watching that back last night
1: oh cool man yeah it's great to speak to you yeah it yeah, on um... I feel good, man. You know, it's interesting having to relive through all the trauma again. You know, I went through it once and now I have to watch it again. But, you know, that's a part of it. That's what you sign up for and, you know, and you start questioning all your decisions and everything like that. And then people start asking you about your decision-making and you're going, oh, I don't even know. But oh yeah, man. That's- Let's
0: just you you messaged about this on social media. Let's just nip this in the bud right here. Cause I know yeah. you had to get a million messages last night. Why isn't he passing the, the idol on to Liz? Come on, Jordy, how rude yeah. and stuff. Okay, so you cannot do that on Survivor. That is a rule, correct? That's correct. You can't do it.
1: In previous seasons you would have seen that happen, and that's why they've since changed the rule. So as soon as you sit your bum on the stool, it's done. Whatever's in your pocket is yours.
0: I'm saying they just want people to go home with the idol in their pocket. That's what they want. They don't want it. I, think, so. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, they, they want that drama. So before we get into um, your actual gameplay here and some of the decisions you made throughout the game, I know we have a limited time, but first things first, It we had that beautiful auction moment. And I have to ask, how is Sam doing? I'm, I know we all want to know. Yeah, she's
1: doing really well, man. Thanks for asking. Yeah, she's um she's just about to explode really, like it's any day now. So, um she's sort of getting to the point where she's that uncomfortable. She's sort of talking to him and saying, "All right, buddy, whenever you're ready." <laughs> you know, let's Get this show on the
0: road. I was a little nervous you were going to say any day now because I was like, "Whoo! I'm I'm now going to be nervous podcasting and everything, and it could be any minute." But walk me through <laughs> oh, that. What's just... that, babe? You need to go. We <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... all right. That's Jordy. Everybody, <laughs> thanks for coming. <laughs> uh, no, that's what that's what I'm terrified of. uh But no, yeah. walk me through that moment in the auction because it was it was just the. The pure joy when you found out you were having a boy and the true love on the expression, the expression you had. And it was I was praying JLP would give both you and Maddie a chance to speak back home because both of you were just Nah, you take it, man. You take it. So what was going in your mind the moment he brought that up and he said, "Okay, next, next item for bidding is, you know, a call back home.
1: Yeah, I was sort of waiting and hoping for an opportunity because it wasn't so much for me about finding out the the gender of the baby or the sex of the baby. It was more so about um, just making sure that he was healthy because it, in the early days of pregnancy, you don't know what's going to happen. And I'd left Sam without any contact, of course. So for me, it was just a relief to see she was happy and healthy and the baby was healthy and you know, while you'd be happy with anything, I was just excited to hear from her and see she was okay, you know, and obviously Matty, uh, I owe him a, a lot, like that moment, you know, the fact that I didn't come home with the win is obviously disappointing, but I will never not have that experience, you know, and and now he gets to watch that experience as well. That's not just a memory for Sam and I, that's for him now one day too.
0: I mean, I rarely cry. And that brought a tear. Like I was literally sitting there. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's why I was cheering. Come on, JLP. Give it to both of them. (laughs) But I mean, I should have asked you first before we actually get into the game. Are you are you okay? Are you getting enough sleep? Is that the crib behind you? I want to make sure that you're getting some sleep now. Yeah that,
1: <laughs> yeah, that is the crib. I'm only in here, though, because this is not my new bedroom. This is only because <laughs> I wanted to the quietest. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, this is just, this is the quietest room in the house. So I've chosen to sit here and
0: chat with you and he. Oh, man, no, totally get it. Um, One of the toughest things that you can do in Survivor, and especially combining that with Australian Survivor, with how physically taxing and challenging it is, is pulling double duty. I don't think people talk about it enough And kind of praise people enough who do it. So what was the most difficult part about getting back to the game right after your last season?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, it it was really difficult. Obviously, physically, your body hasn't really recovered. Like, while you look bigger, your body's not actually physically all there. Um, And then obviously, mentally, you have to be in the right mental state to be out there it's very like more than physical it's a mental it's a mental issue it's very difficult out there super taxing exhausting you know you have to want it to rock up on that beach you've got to want it you know and and so that was obviously difficult and then it comes to strategy as well like you know not only had i just left my newly pregnant fiance at home i had then come out to a situation that the odds were stacked against me. I was on these people's screens like six months ago,
0: you know, they know who I am. There's no hiding not, what you just did. Yeah. Nah, I mean, nah, that's you're right. an exciting character too. So like everyone knows, it wasn't like you played a quiet game. Yeah,
1: it was. Uh, I certainly knew that. I knew that for me it wasn't going to be about hiding. You know, I, I wasn't going to be able to hide behind anyone. And, and that's not really my game anyway. You know, for me, it's about just coming out swinging and, trying to take a, a a measured yet um
0: controlling approach as much as you can i i love it and we and we saw the game you played this time i it was still that high energy let's i thought it was still kind of the let's cause some chaos that got you the name of joker but i i really did think it was more laid back let's look at the numbers let's see the best path forward You started off the game working with Simon very early on, and then we saw you Hmm. kind of go into a double agent of sorts. We heard that a lot in the last episode of let me get with George to make sure I have all my eggs in the basket if Simon keeps going after him and kind of sinks himself here, which was very smart. But what started that Simon alliance? Was it day one you guys just really hit it off or um, what did you guys kind of know each other previously?
1: no there was a there was a couple of things in that for me it was um you know I didn't go there to make friends while I did make friends. I didn't go there to make friends for me. that decision was purely strategic. I knew that Simon's ego would eventually get the better of him um and so sort of pushing him in the direction of leader um was not an accident you know that that was deliberate, and eventually I was always going to jump ship but for me to um, lift other people's threat level keeping the feud between Simon and George going was a huge part of my game like having to keep them I couldn't it.
0: even imagine what it was actually like being there at camp because it seemed kind of at some points like hostile I was like what is going on here
1: dude it was wild like, those <laughs> guys just got out of control and you know you know anyone everyone knows that you know, perhaps there was more to it as well. Like it, even when we got back from that tribal, they kept going, you know, like oh, didn't yeah. stop. So it, it was wild, man. It, it, and in a way it was disappointing because, um, you know, it's, it's not about you, you shouldn't get personal in Survivor. Mm-hmm. It's about being strategic and having fun, you know, and it doesn't need to get nasty. And I love there's, that you put no it thing. out
0: there during that tribal council. You were like, okay, guys, we need to, you kind of said we need to calm down a little bit. We're getting to a point where we're just throwing stuff out now. And I can't remember if you were actually the one who said it, but you were like, let's just vote. Let's just get to it. Yeah. We're not going to solve anything here bickering. Um, yeah. Let, let's get on to that because I think you were very lucky. You, were, you got to be a part of one of the most entertaining, most thrilling tribal councils ever. And I'm sure lucky would not be the word that you use because – Simon and yours relationship was very rocky coming out of that. And then George just decided, well, I'm not going to work with Jordy. I'm going to throw his name just out there. Um, So, where was your mindset at leaving that tribal council? Because it had to be like, okay, I need a tribe swap and I need it now. Yeah, it was
1: full on, man. It was really intense. Like, I I, I honestly thought, you know, there was part of me that obviously knew getting to a tribe swap was going to be good cause it was going to break us up, but also we were going to come in at best, you know, with just enough numbers, maybe to work with, but either way I was doomed anyway. It seemed like I was in a lot of trouble. So for me, I actually, there was part of me that really wanted to see the Simon and George show explode. You know, like I wanted to see a result. That was the Joker
0: side of you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to see something happen, you know, like I wanted them to pay for their toxic, you know behavior. I found it really foul, and I wanted to see it go head to head and see. It, you know, let them pay for their for what they did. <laughs> yeah. Show the consequences. You know.
0: No, I think it would have been really entertaining. I, that's why part of me was like the chaos, in me was like, "No, Jordy, let them go out." It, but yes, I, yeah. I still do agree. It was, it was probably the right thing to do to be like, "Let's let's just vote." Um, so far in this game, you you mentioned it a second ago where you said, you know pushing Simon up into this leadership position. It's really been a theme of this season to, for the returning players, the big players, the big personalities to use someone else as a shield. And we continue Mm. to see that. Do you believe that this is the best way for like returning players to play the game? Because so far it's been working, you know, the first, whatever seven or eight people voted out of the game were new players. And it's just, these returnees are working really well together.
1: For sure. I think that, um, you know, there's a difference between um, using someone as a shield um, uh, and there's a difference between sort of hiding behind someone and also uh, between hiding behind someone and then also being strategic and intelligent about who you align with and and in terms of threat mitigation, you know. So, for example, right, uh, Haley and Nina, um, very comfortably being supervised and um, uh, sort of protected by those alpha boys, you know, and I, I would call that hiding. I, w- I personally yeah. would call that hiding. Whereas electing someone as a leader and manipulating their decision-making and then also manipulating other people's opinions about that for me was not so much about being a shield but finding a new way to control the game personally.
0: After that tribal, let's let's just say theoretically speaking, and I don't like to throw out these theoretical situations because you never know. But if let's say that was just I don't know a normal tribal, right? Would you have gone with you would have stuck with Simon, or did you feel closer to George at that point?
1: Uh, at that point, it was more so strategic in getting rid of Simon. You know, uh, for me, I knew that Simon, if we did get to a swap or a emerge, Simon would just go those straight. Big over to those big guys those big guys and so it was like well either strap myself to him and just like go with those guys which is not my game or try and work with people that want to play and play in a really strategic intelligent way you know and and so I was and obviously my relationship with Shani and Liz was stronger than people know yeah we were super super tight um and so for me it was about sticking with those girls as well
0: I was going to mention that that Just watching the edit, we didn't see a lot of you three, but we did see that conversation kind of start at the, I believe it was at the water well, correct me if I'm wrong, but it Mm -hmm. just seemed like I said instantly watching it, that could be a really deadly combination if you get those three together. And obviously the, the tribe swap kind of threw a wrench into things. Before we get to your actual elimination and what was going through your mind at that point, not only did you do the kind of back-to-back seasons which is one of the hardest things to do in survivor it is not easy to do a live uh idol trade and you were able to (laughs) do that at the challenge so man you're sitting there right you're like i need this idol this is a great opportunity for you and liz to get two idols I can't even imagine the butterflies in your stomach how nervous you could be just to get that thing. Was it easier than we think or cuz you kind of looked like you were in the back at the time but what was go- man how did you do that cuz it looked flawed. <laughs> it was
1: so hard and it, it you know it looked like a quick transfer but that moment took a lot of work to get to that position to be able to do it without people looking it was actually really it's really hard i mean you after guys always a...
0: embrace after the challenge right so you have yeah. that but it's still like making sure no one sees it yeah because she had to get to her bag and then they
1: were about to leave and she's looking at me going when are we doing this are we doing you know and i haven't actually reflected on that moment until you mentioned it but yeah that was difficult
0: <laughs> so i can't even imagine you kind of had the simon technique right earlier in the season you're like where where are you hiding it he's like i would say it it's back here in the, in the butt. And you kind of had that yeah. technique. You sled it. So Simon teach you yeah. something on where to put the, yeah, maybe I did. Maybe mean, in the end, I did learn something from Simon. Yeah. Oh man. I know we keep bringing up Simon and I hate to do it because this is your interview to kind of talk about your game, but you guys did interlock for a good part of the game. And it goes all the way to your vote off that we watched last night. And I, I think I was more shocked just being a viewer and watching it from what I saw from the edit that you and Liz were as shocked that Simon jumped on with those alpha males. Cause you kept mentioning it all season. I loved the idea that you had though. I loved it. We have a chance to keep these both these idols and it would have worked if Simon didn't make that jump. So how confident were you when you told Liz stay calm, we got this stick to the plan um, how confident were you that the three of you were solid and this plan was really going to work out?
1: Yeah, for me, it was more so the fact that um, I didn't expect them to pile their numbers on me. I thought it was going to be a split. And mm. so having a promise from Nina and Haley, I expected them to stay, stay strong. And then the split would split between Liz and I. You know, and so the numbers would have worked regardless of Simon anyway. You know, I had suspected, obviously, that he was working with them. Um, I also heard whispers that Sean was interested in working with us. So I was quietly confident, but also always expecting votes. I was always expecting votes. And every time you walk into the Tribal Council, into the dojo, you need to expect that you could go home. You need to be expecting that within yourself. You know, you've got to surrender to that moment. And, um yeah, unfortunately,
0: it, it, it didn't work out. But I was that close. <laughs> I, was that close. I mean, it, it, yeah, you almost had the perfect plan. I was like, this is genius. Do you still have the idol? Is it, I do. It I don't have plan? it with me. I don't <laughs> have
1: it with me. I have it on good authority. It's on its way to me um, from production. So, yeah, I, I look forward to, to getting a hold of it. And and maybe I'll be traumatized by it, though. Maybe it'll be triggering. I was going to say, you're
0: not going to like seeing it, but I'm like, eventually, yeah. it'll be a beautiful wall display. It'll be gorgeous. Yeah, that's part, right. man. I have time yeah. for just one more question. And I'm sure this is a question you've gotten a lot. Um, But it's how we always like to wrap up the show here. So from your two experiences, back to back, what it, what um will you take away from your survivor experience as a whole? whether that's within the game or outside the game and i know this is the last thing you want to think about at the moment but will we ever see you will we see the the end of the trilogy the end of the joker trilogy will you go back out and play again
1: great question so answering the first part take what will i take away for me it'll be it's about maintaining perspective you know always maintain perspective no matter the drama the chaos what's going on who's being nasty to who maintain perspective on on what's truly important um and you know that carries from survivor through to life you know that that that's a good life lesson i think but also yeah absolutely mate yeah i'll
0: be back <laughs> yeah. oh man you know, I, I i was hoping you said that <laughs> i'm like i know you i don't want to think about it at the moment we have to get you back out there man
1: it's like getting your, your your second tattoo. You know, you get your first one and you go, oh, that was painful. I don't know if I'll do that again. But then you look back on the experience and you look at the art and you go, actually, that's quite
0: cool. I'd probably do that again. And then you get addicted, you know? <laughs> oh, man. I, I was hoping you said that. Can't wait to see you back out there. Jordy, it, it has been an incredible pleasure man to have you on great interview i think i only said joker three times which i was aiming not to say <laughs> too many times so I'll, I'll take it i think i only said it three but man best of luck with the delivery man and can't wait to see you back out there
1: thanks dude i really appreciate your time you're alleged really oh, thanks it. man
0: and get some sleep please get some sleep <laughs> have a great night i will man. <laughs> see you bud see ya <laughs>